Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Destiny Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and we can get to your questions uh, and comments. All right. And good morning again to everybody here. <clears throat> I'm glad that you're here. I um, The purpose of this meeting is to fellowship. It's not for me to teach you anything because it's apparent to me that most of you have been taught and as a result of being taught, you don't know, they don't know what right or wrong is. They're being used and don't realize it. Uh, there was a shooting in, uh, Virginia the other day, right? And I think 12 people dead or something and a couple of people wounded. Uh, and I was wondering, well, I didn't wonder, I knew it wasn't really all over the news like normally these type of shootings are. And I said, I bet you a black person. That's been accused. And lo and behold, it's a black person. And because it's a black person, they barely deal with it. They'll show it, but it's not like they do when a white person go out and, and do that type of shooting. And you need to be aware as to what is happening here, why they're doing it this way. Um, have you noticed that they haven't made a big deal of it, of the shooting? Hold on for the mic. I've seen it on Fox News. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I've seen it on Fox a bit but, the last couple of days. Yeah, but you don't hear them uh, rallying around. It's not on all the news all day long. Yeah, I'm really seeing a whole lot of interaction with tweets and, you know. Yeah, uh, I saw it online. I, haven't, I don't even think I've seen it on TV. Why do you think that is? I think uh, it's, it's pushing the agenda. And what agenda is that? Uh, agenda about... Um, well, I think there's the gun violence side of it, and about you know a lot of it is you know these these uh, these kind of outcast uh, you know white kids that uh, that are tip- the typical ones that that do it. Yeah. And so that kind of you know sells into you know gun violence and how you know they want to restrict. And, and you're right about that. And I want white guys to be aware of what they're doing. They've been played. Because they're not going to show it if it's... James mentioned something about a, a transgender person did a shooting recently. We didn't even know it was transgender, right? But if it was white, they have it all over the media so that white people can get angry, go out and do up some shooting. And once they do it, then gun laws and white supremacists come up and all that kind of stuff. So you have to be aware so you don't play in, into that, what they are pushing. All right, just be aware of that. That's why you have to overcome anger so you can see what's going on. And by the way, thanks again for the birthday present, everybody, and the party and all the wishes, all right? I don't know if I said it last week, but it was more than a notion. And the yams, you made the yams? That's amazing. Victoria made the yams. They were so good. I ate the last of them yesterday, I think, or Friday. Uh, they were still good. Are you feel okay? <laughs> <laughs> They were still good. The whites at work were like, no, I'm not eating no old yams. I'm like, all right, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to mention you. And they were good, so thank you. And the sweet potato pie, all the food was delicious. Um, so any questions or anything that on your mind before I get rolling here? Yes, sir. Which commandment do you think is the most broken uh, that people break the most? Love, love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbor as yourself. Those are the ones. What do you think about that? Uh, Did you have another one in mind? Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like most people 
break the first commandment. And what's that? Uh, you know, thou should not uh, worship any other god. Right. You know, him. And, you know, I was realizing, you know, besides, you know, false idols or other false religions, you'll see people make gods, you know, of money. But the thing that I've been seeing a lot lately is people making gods of intellectualism. Right. And absolutely politics. But you can't help it when you don't love God with all your heart, soul, and might. You have to have a God. You're going to make something into your God. You have no other choice. Because you need something to believe in. We live by faith. So we have to believe in something. That's why you have to believe in the right way, the right thing. So they have no other choice. Yeah. Um, I was uh, <coughs> at the gym. Excuse <coughs> me. I was at the gym yesterday. And uh, <coughs> I saw one of the bond guys that used to come when he was 13, 12, 13, and 14. And now he's 30-something years old, so I like, ran into him. I'm like, hey, man, good to see you. He was married and stuff like that and got a family now. He's talking about all the hard things they've gone through. But he's very mature now. And so this older uh, Asian guy was listening to us. And he said, oh, that's so nice. I don't have a wife. I don't have a kid. I never dated. I'm afraid of women. <laughs> I asked, why are you afraid of them? They're so mean. And you can't trust them and you just don't know what to do with them. And I, and he was talking about how mean they are. So, and he said, I know maybe I'm, I'm not handsome enough, but he said, well, I'm an Asian. I have to be handsome. I am handsome now, right? And then he said, uh, <clears throat> I said, the problem is you're afraid of your mother. He said, oh, you're absolutely right about that. I'm a, I was afraid of my mother. He's 50-something years old, and his mother's dead now. And I said, why were you afraid of your mother? He said, because when we were growing up, she used to always threaten to put us out on the streets. And we didn't do what she said as kids. She going to make us homeless. And then she would lie to my father, and he would beat us when he got home. And so I said, well, that's what it is. You got to forgive so you can be free. And that made sense to him. But no one ever told me you need to forgive his mother and how that relates, one thing relate to another one. And it's just so interesting how that is. And that's for men and women. Um, any other questions? Because I got something to talk. You got a question, Raymond? Let's just see. Is it a question? Okay. <laughs> now, it's just an observation. I don't think that counts. Oh, uh, I mean, go ahead with it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you really... Uh, you may have uh, be familiar with this, but there is a children's anime uh, <laughs> series on public television called Arthur. I mentioned this because in one episode, that one of their main characters is outed as a gay, a third grade teacher, mind you, is outed as gay and has same sex marriage. My question is basically: Should a that's kid amazing. be exposed to something like that? No, absolutely not. But that's the way it is now. Eve is trying to win, so I'm not surprised. They show that stuff all the time now. Everywhere. Amazing. Did you have your hand? Right here. Uh, just want to hear your thoughts uh, on the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and what it means to fear God. Do you fear him? 
Yes. You do? Yeah. You fear God? Well, the reason I'm asking is is because uh, if you truly feared God, it, it seems like you would never sin anymore if you really truly feared God. So Only. Do you, do you sin? Yeah, I'm st- I am still do. You do? Yeah. So, so you don't fear God? When I you said yes, you did, now you're saying you don't. Right, so I'm saying like, is there just a, a, a level of awareness that you're going to get, like doing the silent prayer that at, at a certain point you're you're just going to only only fear God and you're no longer going to ever sin anymore? Do you fear God? <clears throat> no. You don't fear Him? Why not? I just don't. What do you think it means to fear God? <clears throat> I don't know. You don't know? No. Oh, okay. Right back here with the hat. Yes. I thought about this, um, like the same kind of thing last about last year, maybe. And I kind of came. I was reading Proverbs, and I'm not sure what verse or exactly. I don't know the Bible like that. Right. But the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning to wisdom, right? Yes. And so, and then there's a there's a section in there somewhere where it says the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. In the Bible you saw that? Correct. And so do you fear God? <clears throat> no, not the way I... No. You don't fear? You see a sin? Yes. You smell pot? Yes. That's what I say. Well, no, what are you sinning? <laughs> you can't help us sin when you're high. No, I'm messing with you. Um... So you said do you you say you don't fear God? Oh, you do fear him. Well, from what I understand is what I was saying is the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. So that's something that I kind of concluded last year and I've just been having that in my mind whenever I I hear something like this or I'm faced with a, a real decision where I can tell if this is good or evil or not. Now the weed thing is the, is my my bedtime medicine. So it's that's a little bit more different yeah, your than bedtime my, medicine. Yeah, I, I, I like smoking. What an excuse, huh? <laughs> it's my oh, nightcap. For bed. I'm not going to do the prayer. I'm going to smoke a pot. Yeah. So you can't sleep without it. Not well. Why not? I just stay up late. I've always had. I've always been like that ever since I was a kid. I've always just my mind just races. And so, when you smoke pot, do you sleep all the way through? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. And, and if I sleep at a, like an earlier time, I'll wake up around like four thirty. Pretty. Right. Pretty up. How many joints you have to smoke to sleep all the way through? Maybe like one. <laughs> do you do that inhale thing or you smoke a joint? What do you mean? What's that thing called, Donna? Vape. Oh, do you vape? No. No, no I, I just I roll it you up. You roll. Yeah. Amazing. And so what would happen if you did the silent prayer and not smoke the joint? That's actually something that's been really interesting. Ever since I got introduced to the silent prayer, it I start I I've, I I do it, and it's weird how I'll still like I'm acknowledging that I'm smoking now. Like it's becoming more conscious, and it's something like it's it's just interesting. I don't even know how to really explain it, but I just don't gravitate towards it so quickly. Now there's at least a second or a, some thought that's happening into it, right? And um, so, do you gravitate toward the weed over the silent prayer at night? 
Yes, but that's slowly Amazing. that's slowly turning a little bit. Yeah, like I'm actually getting impulses to do a silent prayer more often. We'll just suffer until you're ready. Okay. Suffer and die. <laughs> You'll be all right. All right. Yes, sir. Right in front of you. Um, I had a quick question about immigration. Do you fear the Lord? I want to see if we can get. Um, I don't. You, you don't fear God? Uh, no. And, how, and, and why not? How do you know you don't? What does that mean to fear God? I don't know what it means, but I just know I don't. Oh, okay. Because to fear something, you would want to stay away, right? Or like avoid it. I don't want to avoid God, so I don't fear him. Oh, okay. I'll come back to your question. Okay. Right here, there, we're uh, going to tell you what it means. Okay. Yes. Um, when, when it comes to fearing the Lord, I think of it as it's a healthy fear. Like how you fear your father because, you know, God is our father. Right. So when you have, you know, your earthly father and if he's perfect, lives like Christ, you know, and he has a set of rules, you know, if you disobey the law of the house or, you know, God's law, you'll start to feel bad. You'll know better. And if you have that healthy fear because, you know, the reason why he has the laws is because he loves us. So do you fear him? Yes. Oh, okay. Amazing. Rebecca, I mean Rebecca, Victoria, what does it mean to fear God? Do you fear God, first of all? I don't want to get struck down, but no. You don't, don't. want to get struck down? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> so you don't fear God? No, I don't feel. She's black. <laughs> <laughs> A black woman's not going to fear some man. <clears throat> and why don't you fear him? I don't know enough about him to fear him. Oh, okay. So that's Amazing. where I'm at right now. Mary, you fear God? I don't know what it means. You don't know what it means? No, because, oh. I mean, the the words to fear God to me just means that, you know, you you have to be mindful. and But then when I'm mindful, it still doesn't help. I still might do something wrong. Oh, Okay. Uh, Mark, you want to respond? Okay. I remember you saying that to fear God is to have great appreciation yeah. for him allowing you to see. And I think um, Reggie made a really good point. It's a healthy fear. The way you feel your you fear your father, it guides you. It keeps you in line. And... The way I look at it now is this is all real. God is real. He is the creator of heaven and earth, the master of the universe. If he can allow you to see things that other people can't see, that is something to fear. It is real. It's like a superpower. Well, to fear him is just to appreciate him, to reflect on what he's done for you, where he brought you from. That's all it means. <coughs> for some of you, my throat is so. That's all it means. You just be grateful for what he's done for you. When you, you know, have that quiet moment together and you reflect a little bit, it's going to be amazing. That's all it means. It's not like a fear. It's not like a worldly thing that people tell you. It's to appreciate him. I'm sorry? Right. Yeah, you respect or appreciate him. Okay. Uh, you had a question. Yeah. 
it was just about immigration and stuff. And I talked to some of the guys earlier about it. I'll be really quick. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. So, um, pa- past couple of jobs I've had, I work during the week as a welder, so I have like a set schedule. But I, uh, I don't have anything to do on the weekends, so I, I look for a part time job. The past couple of jobs I've had, um, it's been flooded with uh, illegals that don't speak any English, yeah. and it's really hard for me to communicate with them. And they expect us to, they expect me to bend over backwards and learn their language. And they use all this like street talk. They don't even talk good Spanish. They're like ghetto Spanish speaker people. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you if you think it's it's fair or it's right that I should have to leave jobs or bend over backwards for it's for totally illegals. Wrong totally wrong that the American citizens have to cater to the uh, illegals rather than cater to us. And they hate us. They hate us because we're because they, they have a resentment towards us yeah. because you're American and yeah. you know and they thank you. Rob. They think these things in their head, but it's not true. That's like right. they walk in the room and they think everybody hates them, but it's not even true. So they make assumptions, and it's just a bad environment. People are always fighting with them and. I, I don't. I don't speak Spanish. That's why that we well. got to stand up and stop this stuff because they are hurting us. It's like you invite a friend over to stay at your house and they take over. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, they're no. radical now. They're yeah. getting radical because we are allowing it to happen. That's why it's not going to stop until we say no more. Absolutely. Um, did that help about fearing God? Yeah. To appreciate Him. Yeah. I, Yeah, I totally get that and okay. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, some things that I was saying is like... You take notes? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah. Why do you take notes? I just do it all the time, all all day pretty much, just whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you go home and study your notes? Yeah. It's best not to study God. Well, it's not it's only best you discover God, him. you know. Oh, Things in life. Oh, okay. You afraid to just discover it? No, nah, I feel like it's all discovery. Oh, I mean, okay. okay. If it's happening, isn't go there ahead. isn't there benefit in reflection? But not on notes. I mean, unless you're about to take a test or something, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm creating things as well, and okay, it's, it's all no, it's no problem. Yeah. All right. Did you have another question or comment? Yeah. Well, one of the things I actually wrote down was. Uh, uh, do you agree with this? Like, like we were talking about, if you truly fear God, you won't sin. Uh, and departing from evil is understanding. Like, in, in but you can't make yourself. What is you can't make yourself not sin? Yeah, because it's not you. It's, right. it's the, what it's influencing. So, what does it you. mean? To, what kind of? What do it mean to you to sin? To sin. Uh, What does it mean to me to what sin? What kind of sin are you still doing? I mean, if it ain't dirty, don't. No, nah, I mean. <laughs> don't tell us your dirty <laughs> sin. <laughs> uh, How are you sinning? I smoke pot sometimes. Another smoke. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Why do you smoke it? Because uh, it makes you feel good. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, everybody and their mama smoke pot. Yeah. That's amazing. You smoke pot too? You, you say yes? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Why do you smoke it? Uh, relax. You can't really. What's wrong with you? You need pot to relax. I don't need it. 
But why are you smoking it then? All just the potheads say, I don't need it. Just an enjoyable thing. But what's wrong with you? You can't enjoy life without you high a pot. I wouldn't say that I don't enjoy life. <clears throat> but you I'm say not you high. do it, just enjoy things. Sure. Why can't you enjoy without the pot? You can. But why don't you? It's not like a, I'm doing this because I can't enjoy life. It's, I don't know. Everybody and their mama's doing it too. So, <laughs> you know, you get to hang out with your friends and just do it. How many pass of pot do you smoke a day? <laughs> not a lot. So what? No, oh, there's, not, there's not a. Oh, it doesn't come it's like, like a joint Oh, it comes in bags, huh? How no. many bags of pot do you smoke? Not a lot. They still sell it in the bags, right? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, and how many do you smoke a day? Barely. How many? Not, not even one. You don't smoke the whole bag? No. A half a bag? No. Oh, okay. Maybe you smoke like pot too? A... You smoke pot? What? <laughs> Get the mic over here. Wow. Um, so, why do you smoke pot? Uh, well, I like to create things while and I'm you high. you can't do it unless you're high? No, I can do it when I'm not high. It's, so it, it's different. It's like, it's a different thing. It's, you know, you, you talk about the awareness and like if you smoke, you're unaware. There's, I don't know, maybe it's a lie, maybe it's a false awareness, but there's like, you know, kind of this unconscious state, I guess, you get in whenever you're whenever you're smoking, and it's sometimes fun to create things on and make music with or, you know, you know, create something. Amazing. Well, why so, do you smoke it right here? I really don't know. You don't know why you smoke it? But I had a quick... Do you smoke pox? a whole bag a day? Uh, I do the vaping. Huh? I do the vapes. Oh, you do the vapes. Yeah. How many? Uh, well, it's not... It's a gram... Like, not to be. So you smoke the whole gram of vape? Like a week. In a week? Yeah. Oh. You carry it around with you? And just well, hit not it? right now. You got it right now. No, huh? I don't. Have it. <laughs> not right now. It's in the he car. He doesn't have the Bible with him, but he got the vape. <laughs> That's but, uh, amazing. And why do you. How old are you? I'm 28. And why do you smoke it? I've been doing it for like 10 oh, years. Oh, you say you don't know why? Right? I, at this point, I don't know why. Uh, do you want to stop? I don't know. Not necessarily. Oh. Okay. But I have a question. Is the pot smoking the sin, or is it the, like, being high the sin? What's the sin? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. That's a good question. i got to ask another pothead. Okay. You are a lady, and you smoke pot? Did you, you smoke pot? You don't look like you smoke pot, just a proper. Why do you smoke pot? It's like socially. Socially? Yeah, like how people have their glass of wine at the end of the day with their friends or something. That's uh-huh. Smoke a blunt. <laughs> I smoke a blunt. How long have you been smoking pot? I mean, I first tried it when I was like in high school. But it's, it, I'm not, I don't know how to answer that because I don't smoke it like daily like most, like a lot of people do. Because there's, sm- been, there's been years that I didn't smoke it. It's like on and off. Did you smoke last night? No. I haven't smoked in a couple weeks. Oh, you haven't smoked in a couple weeks? Yeah. It's usually just with, like, friends, and I don't smoke, like, a lot. And so yeah. when you're hanging out with your friend, they pass the joint? Yeah. Oh, I see. And or you I, I also have a, a pen. 
of vape. You have a vape too? Mm-hmm. So you hit the joint and the vape? No, the, the, the pen, I bought it and I had used it like for sleep, but I haven't used it in a couple of weeks now because I've been kind of like, I used to judge myself, but now I try to be aware of it. Yeah. And since I'm aware of it, it's kind of been falling away. Did your ex know that you, when you were with your ex, did he know you smoked pot? He's the one who kind of got me on it. Oh, he did? <laughs> Again, he's not the first one to, but I kind of started He brought doing it back. A little bit. It's not his fault, though. He never forced me or anything, but, right. yeah. If he had not been doing it, would you have done it? If he wasn't into so. smoking, was, you were with him and... If he wasn't into smoking? Yeah. Probably not with him, but, again, with my friends. Like, I'd go out with my friends or something, or if we went to a party or something. Right. But if he had not been smoking at all, I don't think I would have asked him to smoke with him. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Did you know your daughter smoked pot? Not recently. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry? What did you say? Did you know your daughter smoked pot? No, I, th- I, kn- I think I knew when they were together with Kalik, but I didn't know she just recently has done, but she's uh, her own person. Kalik, you still smoke pot? Yes, sir. Wow, I'm proud of her. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm not going to lie to you. Why do you smoke it? Honestly, I've been trying to figure out why I smoke it now. Um, before it used to be a habit, I started smoking around 17 when I was going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. No excuse, but um, it right. became a daily habit. Um, I'm not smoking as much as I used to. That's definitely a plus, but I do still smoke. Wow. Do you smoke pot? Yes. Everybody smoke pot? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> did, you, did you smoke it last night? Yes. You smoked last night? Yes. How about this morning? No. Oh. Oh, you don't smoking for church, right? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and why do you smoke it? I'm on the same level as the other guy. I don't know. I want to stop. It's getting old. It's dumb. Yeah. You know? What happened? Have you ever tried to stop? Yeah, I actually have been. It's going to sound stupid. I stopped for a week or so. But then yesterday I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna go buy some real quick, you know. But 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 doing it, I was like, this is dumb, you know. Driving around, going to the bank, having to take out cash, and then going to the shop, and then when I went to the, I smoked before I go to the gym. Wow. Yeah. How do you concerned the weights may fall on you? I don't know because what, when I'm doing, I'm listening to music and I'm and I'm chilling, you know, I'm working out. And, but it's dumb. I'm starting to see like I'm 32. I'm like. All right, I want to stop. You're 32 years old? Yes, sir. And smoke pot? Yes, sir. Amazing. Yeah. So, I'm it, trying to stop. Is know. it a sin? That's what I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's, like how he said, too, if it's, what is the sin? Is it the right. act or is it being disconnected okay. from God? Yeah. So. Amazing. Yes. I was just going to say that I personally think that, like, if you try to stop any sin or any habit it's it's not going to work right. like when you try to stop smoking it doesn't work but then like for me personally when i started to stop judging myself or stop condemning myself like i used to feel guilty like oh I, why did i do that but once i stopped doing that and i was just aware like if i wanted to smoke and i would hit my pen and i was just like okay well watching you it, would hit your pen that's, yeah like this you, yeah you push it but is that easy now yeah, wow. and it's legal. So all you need is an ID to to buy weed now. But um, but once I started, like That's not amazing, not judging myself, like I don't have, feel the need to do it as much now. Right on. 
So I feel like if anyone wants to quit, so you want don't to judge quit yourself. completely? Because yeah, the sin is judging. Do you want to com- uh, uh, quit completely? Do I want to? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, I just feel like if 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 I keep watching myself do it, I feel like it'll just fall away completely. But I don't want to say that I want to stop because when I do say when I say that, I can't. What does the world look like when you're high? It depends on what you're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, like so. Let's say you're smoking the baddest one yeah. out there. I don't know what's out there. Now. Well, but when a, you smoke like, the baddest one out there, what does the world look like when you're high? It's slow. Like it looks slow. Yeah, you're just like a zombie. Like at least to me, like I'm just tired. Like I, like I said, I I used to have, like the pen. I just did it to fall asleep. I'm like what they call that. There's like productive pot smokers or whatever right. and there's the people who are just like bummy and smoke all day like i never smoke before work i never smoke at work i usually just do it like at the end of the night or when i'm with friends or if i know i'm not going to drive or anything like that so that's amazing do you smoke pot yes, sir. You smoke pot? <laughs> anybody don't smoke pot <laughs> whoa thank god why do you smoke pot doing it for 40 years 45 you years, been, I don't even know why. How old are you now? 64. And you've been doing it for 45 years? Probably. And, and, and you don't know why you're smoking it? No, what yes, is your you wife know. beating you up and becoming a preacher and everything? That's amazing. Why do you smoke it? I enjoy it. You enjoy it? While I'm painting, whatever. I'm sorry? While I'm painting, whatever I'm doing. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you have some last night? No. Oh. Uh, Wow. Have you ever tried to stop? Yes. And what happened? It doesn't work. It doesn't work? No. Oh. What, what, Meaning what that mean? you can't stop. Sometimes I, I don't want to stop. But how about when you tried to stop and you couldn't stop? Yeah, I could stop for a month, but then all of a sudden it just comes back. And it comes back. Satan just says, mm-hmm. oh, a month is up. Let's smoke. <laughs> right. What does it feel like when you don't smoke it? What? No difference. No, it doesn't feel any difference. So why smoke it? It's more then? like a pattern now. It's like cigarettes, you know, doing it in the morning, even night. Amazing. I've been doing it so long. It's, why not? And if he's gonna, I've been doing it sin, so long. Why not? I mean, why do I should I worry about what people think? Why well, I'm just doing it now? Well, it ain't about what people think. It's about what you think. I really don't care. You don't care. I mean. If I have to face God and he condemns me for smoking weed, then I'm in a whole lot worse problem than that. Oh. Okay. So I, okay. You think God wants you smoking pot? I don't know. You don't know? No. All right. How was it? How, how was the ride home out there last Sunday with you and your wife? It was great. She loved it. She loved it? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. She's still going to be a preacher? I probably. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to bring her here so she can uh, at least get some right logical uh, information. So you know. Yeah. Does she know you smoke it. pot? Oh yeah. Every, oh yeah. She's aware that you smoke pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. yes. Really? Mm-hmm. How does she feel about that? She doesn't like it. And why not? I guess the reason why everybody else, you know, other people don't like it. You know. Why doesn't she like it? Your wife? Probably because she thinks it's a sin. Like drinking and smoking cigarettes, you know. 
As a man, do you feel like you're letting your wife down by smoking pot? No. You don't no. feel that way? No. You, how are you going to lead her if you're high? Depends on how you're looking at the word high, because I do a lot. Okay. You do was, a lot of pot? No, I'm talking about as far as getting things done. I mean, if it wasn't, actually, in this marriage, if it wasn't for me standing up to the plate, I'm not for sure. No, it doesn't affect me, no. It doesn't bother no. you that? No. So how are you going to lead her, though, if you're high? And you're when not you say lead, what example. do you mean by lead? Because I take Do you know what it means to lead your wife? I'm, I'm asking you, what are you thinking? I mean, I guess... When you say lead, what do you mean? Aren't you the head of your wife? Yes. And so how are you leading her? If the head is high, how, how can you lead her if you're high? Well, I'm going to have to be high because I'm not going to let her lead me with her preaching and her, you know, her, you know telling her that she's gospel and preacher and I'm supposed to listen to her and I don't do all that. I don't go to her church. I don't do any of that. I've been doing it before I married her. I've been doing it after. So I take care of all the bills. I do cleaning, the cooking. I fix the cars. I do it all anyway. So do you have you ever wonder if, if I was a different kind of if I was a real man, my wife would have to follow. Have you ever wondered about that? If you were a real man, your wife would follow. I'm not sure I want to, I don't know how to answer that question. Because I'm not for sure what you mean by a real man compared you, to my wife. You don't know what a real man is? I, I guess I better say no. Do your kids know you smoke pot? Yes. That's amazing, man. And I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm ashamed, ashamed of the fact that my whole family smokes pot. And I, and I feel guilty because of listening to you, it had to start from me. Yeah. creating that so at that point at 64 I can't do nothing about that now I, I know the mistake I made I know it screwed up so just keep just move on so at the age of 64 you can't do anything about your children knowing and your wife knowing you smoke pot are you asking me to all my kids smoke pot my wife doesn't she does not no uh. um, so I know that's my fault um, yeah, that's amazing, man. So I meant to here. Here's here it is, Jesse. I'm 64, and I now know what you've been saying. Everything under me is my fault. My family, the kids, the dogs, every the cat, the grass is my fault. But I'm not in the point right now. To, I don't know how to change that. So I'm married to my wife and my mom every day, so I can get corrected today. But I still got to look at my mom the next day. So. Back to the book. So I'm, I'm, I'm living there, and I'm trying to get away from there. I've been married to my wife for 37 years, 839, and it's all wrong. I, I, you tr you living where? You say you're living there, you're trying to get away from there. Where I'm, are you trying to get away from? Everything that you say is bad about how a man is supposed to be. I'm right in the middle of that. Oh, I see. So what do I do? Just take off, leave my wife, leave my family, leave my kids, leave my grandkids, and live happily ever after? Or stay right in the middle of it and just deal with it? If you took off and left all of them, would you leave the pot behind, too? Probably. You leave the pot there, too? Probably. Or you just buy some more down the road? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Justin. <laughs> I don't know. I understand, man. 
Amazing. I'll tell you in a minute. It's easy. You keep saying that. <laughs> but it's been 20 years I've known you, and I'm still angry. Yeah. So well, I you just moved to California, you over there. If you stop uh, smoking the pot, you won't be angry. You think that's the, and now you're saying it's the pot that's the sin that's no. making me angry. No. So you're the, escaping with the pot. Okay. You're not so facing it. So if I it. stop smoking pot, everything is going to go handy with me. Everything will go better. How will we get better? Because you'll be able to see. See what? Deal with reality. You'll be able to deal with reality rather than running away from it. And one thing will lead to another one. Because dealing with reality will cause you to cry out to God, and God will help you. But instead, you cry as he so was he's saying, waiting. So he's so waiting the for pot me to is stop. God. So, he's, so is he waiting for me to stop the pot? Because it seemed like when no. I asked when I asked that question, he, it seemed like some in the back of my head or something says, "Yeah, that's what he's waiting on. He's waiting for you to make a decision who you want to follow." But yeah, that's your God. Okay, the so pot is all everybody on this row. And I, I was listening to <laughs> him, even oh, the guy. That, pot. Oh, not you then. Victoria, you smoke pot? Do you still smoke it? Should I take the mic on this one? Yeah. I yeah. have a pot testimonial. Oh, hold on for a minute. What were you saying now? Um. Why don't you stop smoking just to face reality so you can cry out to God? Have you ever thought about that? And then you can become a man. Is that all it takes? Yeah. It takes you admitting that you're wrong, and you're not going to admit but you're wrong. How do you admit that you, how, how do you say you admit you're wrong and mean it? How do, you, how do you really mean it? When you really see it within yourself, when you really see what's going on. Okay, I'm going to still work on that one because I've been trying to do this for 20 years. <coughs> yeah, I'll tell you in a minute. Amazing. We have another pothead. It's <laughs> pothead. I'm the next pothead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Why did you smoke pot before? At first it was for fun. That was why I did it. And... How many that years was it. You, I, just, I just did it for fun. How many years did you smoke it? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's another thing. When you're a pothead, you forget a lot. <laughs> no, and it, it's, it's actually... Anybody got a um, joint? Oh, <laughs> you want to hear the joint so you can remember? No. <laughs> no, but that's actually um, one of the drawbacks. And <laughs> I actually speak slower now than I did before I became a pothead. So it, it does affect you in ways that you don't realize yeah, until you stop. Right. Because there are memories where I'll be with someone and they'll say, remember when we did this and that? And I really, I don't remember. Amazing. Yeah. So, but it's a good thing also because I don't necessarily want to remember all of that. Right. But it was definitely um, a form of escapism for sure. What made you stop? Because I realized that I was escaping and I was doing it every single day, every, oh, God, I feel really nervous. I'm having a Doug moment right now. You're <laughs> <laughs> having a Doug moment. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to be really honest. The thing that made me stop was that I literally could not not be high. <laughs> and yeah. not being high was very difficult. Yeah. So... I used to go to work stoned. I had a feeling my, my boss was a stoner, too, because stoners know other stoners. So you all like, good morning, stoner. Yeah, and, like, you just go to work, you kind of zone out, 
you know, get some breakfast. And food tastes really good when you're high, too. Yeah, I remember that part. It's, it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing. But, yeah. um, but that's when I realized that it was too much, when I literally was doing it all the time. And I would do, like, edibles, the vaping, um, dabbing, all kinds of stuff. Dabbing, dabbing? is like, whoo. <laughs> That's I'll what? let the other potheads tell you about that. Oh, yeah? So you dab it into what? I I was not a, a career dabber, but it's like pot. A it's, career it's a dabber? Very, <laughs> Amazing. Things are really changed. No, it's, it's, a very, it's very potent. And once you get to that point where you're doing that every single day, you genuinely have a problem. And... Like I said, I kind of knew at that point. It's like, okay, now I'm at the point where I want to dab. And it's like, no. So what is no. dabbing? It's like a like what? It's just really, it's potent. It's like oil, what they extract from the pot. I've actually like made that before. But it's like. You made it before? Yeah, yeah. See, it's not that hard to make. So but you're a seller and a maker? I was and really into it. Like I was a real connoisseur. The whole, I loved everything about it. Wow. But, but like I said, I, my testimony is that you can let it go. Right. You can let it go because yeah. I haven't had the urge to want to do it because I know I'm not in the right frame of mind when I'm doing it. That's for sure. And the world just looks way different. It does look a little better, but that's not The world look better when you're high? Yeah, totally. Oh, and what a beautiful world. No, it is. Yeah. It's it's unheard of. It's amazing. But but yeah, like I said, it, it's not hard to quit because one day I did wake up. It was actually after I started coming here that I just decided to give it up and I haven't felt the urge to want to do it. Yeah. Um but I'm pretty sure I've picked up other Habits. What took the place of it? Ooh. <laughs> huh. Okay, I, yeah, okay. I would say food, for one, has definitely taken the place of it. Yeah. Um, I almost want to say alcohol, but I feel like that makes me sound like I'm an alcoholic or something. Do you drink? Yeah. Alcoholic. No, <laughs> no, but so like you I said, went from I, pot I, to food to alcohol. But no, but that's what I'm saying. When with the pot, I realized that it was a symptom. It was just something to pacify whatever I was feeling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I couldn't, and I still have trouble like talking to people when I'm not high, or if I'm in like. There's a couple of people in here that know the situation, but it's like if I'm in a club atmosphere or something, I have to be. Drunk. inebriated to really get into that vibe because that's not a natural thing yeah. for me. But Amazing. Oh, God. So some of these guys know that you get drunk at the club. I already know who's laughing back there. Are some of these guys aware, the Bond guys aware that you get, you get drunk at the club? I don't get drunk at the club. You get drunk before you get there? No. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. These totally little, yeah. these anxieties that you feel that, you know, that you use alcohol or pot or whatever your drug of choice is, you know, whatever it is, it's like when it's not there, that's when you feel those feelings creep up. So, like, I didn't realize I was socially awkward until I was in a situation not high and not drunk. I didn't know that I had that anxiety. Right on. I had no clue. Do the guys we get drunk with you at the club? I don't 
think they were drunk that night. Why? Who are you looking at? I'll let you guess. <laughs> would they happen to have on glasses and a cap? <laughs> You're kind of right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's my own. That's my own thing that I'm I'm working on getting over because yeah. that you know, like I said, the pot is not. It's that's not it. Okay, right. That's you're absolutely right. You smoke pot? Uh, I, ha- I have in the past. I don't anymore. I don't like it. Oh, okay. What you, so you stopped because you didn't like it? I First of all, I would do it socially, and then I would always forget that I was hanging out with potheads. So when you smoke like they smoke, yeah. then you are high and uh, lasts forever, and it's just ridiculous. It's That's like amazing. the cure for cancer. It's too much. It's, yeah. And so you don't smoke it at all now? I, yeah, I don't like it. When did you The replay- last time I smoked it, I said I'm never doing this again just yeah. because it's just ridiculous. I don't, I can't. What I did you replace it with? Um, I have my own other addictions. I've always, cigarettes have been my thing oh, okay. for like a long time. I, that's, Do you drink? Uh, yeah, but not very much. You get drunk at the club? At the bar? Uh, yeah, but not really, actually. I kind of limit it. Um, like to a couple, I don't like drinking to the point right. where I feel sick. Oh, okay. But um, what yeah. are you running from? Um, I think uh, yeah. When I was younger, I, I sought out cigarettes. When I was a young and what made you do person. it then? I thought it was cool. Oh, okay. Um, I think that I always felt like I didn't really belong. Um, I've made peace with the past, but I I grew up mixed in kind of the country and like. I had a lot of things that were different about me growing up, and I always felt like uh, I, I thought I was um, like less than other people. Even though now I, look, I thought I was actually like ugly, and guys wouldn't like me. But then when I look back at the pictures, I was like, "Wow, I was cute!" Like it was literally <laughs> like um, I think when you're young, you just want to fit in. Yeah. And I, I didn't exactly. really, I didn't look like everybody else, and so I think that um, I think that uh, I used uh, the cigarettes as a coping mechanism to deal with the discomfort. And of, how are you doing now? Um, I'm, I'm done. I don't, I'm not smoking anymore. Are you at I peace? Just, just, um, yeah, I have made peace with the past. Now, I used to say, like, I didn't like the town that I grew up in, and I, I actually, like, just don't think that at all. I think it was a great town, and I, I made peace with that story. Do you have peace myself. within yourself every day? I'm working on it. Do you have peace within yourself every day? I guess not, but I'm working on it. I'm definitely and what are you doing to work on it? What do you mean you're working on it? Um, I think, like, I just had this last year has been a lot of... I just turned 40, like, a couple days ago. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, and amazing. I, I we got to get your yeah. birthday on a minute here. Thank you. Um, I think that I finally come to a place in my life where I realize that everything, more or less, my parents taught me about values and stuff is correct, and I think that uh, when I was in my early 20s, I moved to California. I'm from the East Coast. I moved to San Francisco, actually. Oh, okay. And as soon as I moved there, I was like, this is literally the opposite of me. Yeah. Just nothing about that place felt me at all. And instead of being secure with who I was, my values, I thought I was wrong. So I, like, tried all of their ideas. Not everything, but... So I was influenced you, by them, and I finally got to 40. I'm like, oh, my God, I am completely, this is, I've never changed. Right. This is who I am. These when are my When you say values. you're working on having 
piece every day. What are you yes. doing exactly? Okay, so what I'm doing exactly is that I am taking care of my physical self in a in a way that I, I'm like trying to dress better, um, look better, be healthier, eat better food, lose weight, like do my hair, full makeup, like dress beautifully. Like that's something for me that makes me feel wonderful and natural. Do you think that's going to bring perfect peace? No, that's just one step. Okay. And then I also am trying to like live by my values. Like I stopped, maybe these are superficial, but like I stopped following people that maybe I like them for certain reasons, like fashion bloggers, but then they have none of the values that I stand for. Right. I'm starting to like um, just stop supporting businesses that don't have the, the values. Um, I'm coming here. I think I'm have just, I'm turning to God, actually. I'm have you forgiven your parents for the mistakes they made? Really working on that. I forgave my dad. I have not forget. I don't know how to totally forgive my mom. I'm, like, really working on that. But I do how you're working on that. <sighs> I don't, um, try not to judge her, even though. But you're already judging. That's why you haven't forgiven her. Yeah, I know. I don't know how to forgive, forgive her, honestly. You don't know how? Yeah, because I can't really talk to her. I'm, like, afraid of her, kind of. What do you think would happen if you went to her to forgive her? I feel like the conversation would start with politics. That's, like, why we're, like, not getting along right now. Or it's just, it's not that, it's just a distance, such a distance. So you're afraid that she want to talk about politics? No, I mean, I... What are you afraid of with your mother? Everybody's afraid of their mothers. You're not the only one. Yeah. Men are afraid of their mothers. I'm not afraid and so. of her. That's crazy. I guess, like, yeah, her <coughs> feeling disappointed or something. I don't know. Her what? Feel maybe feeling disappointed. I think uh, she's completely, completely wrong, though. What did you forgive your father for? For not being there. For basically just being in jail and addicted oh, okay. to drugs and just basically having a horrible life. I mean, You're going to have to go face your mother. Yeah. And forgive her for what she's done to you. Otherwise, you're never going to have peace. You can do the makeup thing. You can dress up. You can live in L.A. And if you don't forgive, you're never going to have perfect peace inside. And that's what's more important than anything. So what should I go and say? Like, I forgive Whatever she me. did to you, they yeah. say, hey, I resented you because you were mean or whatever it was. You were mm-hmm. controlling. Whatever she did, I realize now, you know how you couldn't help yourself with the pot. Something else was tr- controlling yeah. you, right? Your mother can't help herself. And if she could have loved you, she would have, but she doesn't have love. Yeah. And so she did the best she could do, even though it was wrong. But the problem is now that you still resent her. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're in that resentment is separating you from God. And so your spirit is not getting life. She's so defensive and like kind of brainwashed and like triggered over everything. Yeah. but let And her, it's like, I don't even know how to, this like, ha- I just like can't, like if I say anything, she's like losing it, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you have to deal with her though. That's the way you get your courage back. Yeah, you lost your courage with her. Now you got to face her. And if she yelled and scream or cry or admit, let her carry out like she's in a movie. You just watch her how she's acting. So when I go there and she and I'm like she brings up little comment like we were in the car and like NPR came on and it was like it was just white liberals saying like. Ben Carson is a sellout or something, and my mom is white. I'm half black, half white, and she just goes, "Laughs, evil." And I'm like, "How am I your daughter sitting here?" And you're saying, "It's like this is 
what is wrong with you? But like, I didn't say anything, though, because it's like, but, I just don't want to go into that whole thing. and like. But oh. don't go in there with her. Let her be herself. Let her act out. Let her cry. Let her act like a witch. You just say, hey, I came to forgive you. I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can help it. And when you forgive your mother, God will forgive you. Mm-hmm. And your life will change because you'll hook back up with the tree of life. Your real self will be back with the father. Okay. And the whole thing is to return the children to the father. Okay. So until you forgive her, you're not going to be happy. Okay. You're not going to have perfect peace inside. Yep. You're looking in the wrong places. Well, I will be seeing her in December. And again, let her hoop and holler and cry and pretend. Don't, don't cower down. It'll be the last time you have fear, too. You will never know fear again. Because once you forgive her, God's going to forgive you. And he's going to take fear and worry and doubt and insecurity. All of that stuff will disappear. And none of us can really take her, all of my brothers and sisters. She's just right. a nightmare right now. Yeah. But you will be free and you finally become you. Right now, you are your mother. You're mm-hmm. not yourself. You're yeah, her. I actually learned that because I was thinking about you. I was watch- watching your videos and I was like, oh, my God. Maybe I'm just like the liberals because I was like, oh, I can't stand them. They're just, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am that person that's yeah. literally doing exactly what they're doing. So I'm like, OK, I have to can't, be, I like can't hate them. I have Most to be women like, are just like their mothers. Yeah. And they don't want to be. But they're I mean, taking on her good, identity. Good stuff, too. But yeah, I know. So she, what? She has good qualities, too. Like for sure. what? Um, she's, you know, she was like the ultimate mother, actually, when she was younger. Now I think she's just angry from just raising yeah. five well, kids. Well, forgive her so you can go free. But you got to face her. Okay. All right? And don't yeah. apologize. Just say, hey, I hated you because of this. I was wrong. Okay. Because you were right in what she did to you, but you were wrong for hating her. You're right. Because it separated you from God. From your own identity. Okay, that's, I can do that. When you put it like that, then it's like, okay. All I right. feel like we might have progress if I say that. And if you lay down and die, check the, gr- the draw in the kitchen on the left. Duh. That's where the know, insurance papers are. All right? And okay. if she died, just say, oh, mama did. I wonder if she had insurance. Maybe you should ask her before you start talking. Hey, I need right, to find out. Exactly. Do you have any life insurance or anything? Oh, my God. There's five kids. It's not really. But don't tell them. Okay. Have a little cheap. Mama died of a heart attack, all right? Oh, Have a cheap little funeral and go live your life. Yeah, okay. But the point is, however she acts is not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You need to forgive her so you can go free. And it's going to be amazing to be free. Oh, yeah. All right? Sure. Are you doing the silent prayer? I uh, did it a couple of times. I'm in bit. Or suffer. Okay. I'll keep suffering. Suffer and die. But I recommend you do the silent prayer too. Okay. But you got to go and forgive your mother so God can forgive you. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Okay. Call him. Uh, did you have your hand ready? Uh, ready no. Oh, right here. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Um, why are liberals so uh, feminine and, tri- so feminine? and triggered all the time? So what now? Why are liberal people so, like, feminine and triggered and oh because satan is their daddy why are they all like that satan is feminine yeah. that's why they're like they're you noticed like that the liberals act that like that, yeah that they're way. acting like their daddy that's they don't care doing. about their appearance they right. don't care about any they're just radicals right they can't help it really can't help it that's why you have to uh, be patient with them or be honest point it out be honest don't be afraid should you avoid them in life in general like avoid liberals no, 
I mean, I wouldn't deliberately avoid them. I would just live my life and deal with whatever comes. But you can't avoid it everywhere. Yeah. How you gonna avoid them? So you gotta learn how to overcome. So don't run away from them, but don't be afraid of them as well. It's, it's not their fault. It's their dad, daddy inside of them. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other questions about anything? Okay. Yes, sir. Right here. And then I want to tell y'all this. This is so good. Victoria, you smoke the white Victoria. You smoke pot? Uh, no, I don't. I used to, but I don't. Wow. You used to. But, it, but it, I only did it a uh, few times. Two times? No, a few times. Like I can count them in, my, in one hand. Five times? Probably, yeah. Oh, okay. What yeah. made you stop? It, I always knew it was wrong. And it was, I, I did it because I, I had a cousin that came back into my life, and he, he was a big pothead. And he said, come on, smoke. It's going to be fun. And I tried it just to have a relationship with him, but it was, I always knew it was wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I used to smoke pot for a minute, but I could never be comfortable on pot. I, didn't, I couldn't tell what I was doing or what I was saying. And so I, I stopped. I gave it up. But I used to have pot parties. You ever had a pot party on Friday night with your welfare check? <laughs> I told you all this before, but for a minute I didn't have a job out here. And so I got on welfare. I was in my 20s. And I would make sure I have food in the refrigerator. I'd pay my rent. And then I'd buy a pot bag. And I'd invite my friends on. we have pot parties on Friday nights. I didn't do like most people. I didn't end up on the street because I took care of the important stuff first. But I could not go out anywhere. I would have to stay home and do it. Because if we went to a club or something, I couldn't go in. I would be too paranoid. Uh, but I never, I was trying to think while Victoria was talking. I don't know of any ladies who got high. It was just guys who got high. I don't, ladies used to have a certain respect for themselves. And so they wouldn't get high and get drunk and, and show out like that. I had one aunt that would get high and act all crazy when I was growing up. And everybody laughed at her. She was like a joke, right? But ladies normally carried themselves in a respectful way. And so they didn't get high. It's abnormal for me to hear all the ladies say that they got high, they drink, and they do all that stuff. But I guess you guys are following men, right? Because ladies have no other choice but to follow the men. Whatever men become, that's what the ladies become. That's why I asked you where the men from bond at the bar with you getting drunk. I don't think they were drunk. They, were, they just let you get drunk? I don't even think they thought I would. Oh. They didn't know you were drunk. You should probably ask them, but I don't think they thought that. Did you know all. she would drop? Oh, wait, who are you talking to? In the glasses. Because <laughs> uh, no, you just look guilty. No. Uh, we, we, we were still there for a minute, and what started the conversation was that uh, I noticed she couldn't kind of sit still, and she wanted to go to the bar first. Well, we stood outside, <laughs> and we didn't get a drink. I was just having a great time. And try and tell her, you sh- if you can't relax without it, then you got to figure out why. Because I had just, I was like that for years. I, I needed to have something in my hands and drink. Right. I couldn't relax. But for the first time, it was just stood there, not talking to anybody, just observing. 
and then starting conversations with random people and having a great time and trying to point that out. And But I did have a beer later on, but for the first hour, we just kind of stand around and observe and relax. Oh, okay. Did you pay for her drink? No. Oh, okay. At least don't pay for it. Never. <laughs> but, but it's really, it's, it's, it seemed weird to me to see ladies get drunk and smoke pot and act like guys. But now I understand that women have to follow men. This is why I said that men have a responsibility to be right because you are sons of God and your woman got to follow you if you're right and she's got to follow you if you're wrong. So you got to get it together because whatever you are is what your whole family become. And it's all in the man, really. All right? So just know that. When I was growing up, women did not get high or drunk or all that stuff. They just didn't do it. They had respect. Yeah, you had a question here. I just wanted to know, how do I... I, I, I get annoyed if people don't do things the way my standard is. Beta! Yeah. <laughs> like, when I drive, like, why don't you put a signal on? You know, like, none of us can... None of us know that you're doing that. You know? Yeah. And the same thing is with um, a lot of my family members. I have a brother who sleeps all day. He works, but he'll come home and just knock out all day. Yeah. And it, it annoys me that... Why are you like that? Are you still living at home? Yeah. Why are you still living at home? That's because my mom's going to give the house to us. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. So there. Um, and so maybe maybe that's why your brother's not working. He knows that she's... No, he works, you. but... His excuse is, well, I'm off at 5 in the morning. Like, Oh, I see. Okay. And so what's your question for me? How do I not get so upset? How do I just... Overcome your mother. But I'm not mad at my mom. I'm, I'm, There's I, something going on that you haven't dealt with because men don't normally... Get, it's not normal for a man to get angry like that. Yeah. And be annoyed and all that kind of stuff. It's the nature of your mother yeah. to be that way. So you need... Are you doing the silent prayer? Not consistent. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. Suffer. Yeah. Because if you're not doing it, you're not seeing what's going on so you can overcome it. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Um, it's the same point where the young lady just made. You got to see it. And when you can see it, you can overcome it. So is that a sin? Is, is, is judging them? Yeah, that's the sin. Hatred is the sin. Okay. Smoking a pot is not the sin, by the way. It's, it's the anger. It's the, the anger okay. that's the sin, the judgment. Got it. Playing God. Because to play God, you're separated from God, and now you got to reach out for something to make you feel better. So, so I should just let them be, let them suffer and die? Yeah, you can't save another person. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, with my, have, own, even you, with my own family? No, you can't save your own family. You should become the example. Yeah. And if you had a wife and kids, mm. they will follow you eventually because you'll be right, you'll be perfect. And they will follow that light. But if you're not that way, you're getting irritated and all that. Yeah. You're the darkness and they can't follow you. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense? Perfect sense. So you need to forgive. Okay. All right? Cool. Good question, man. Um, so I was thinking the other day that God doesn't... And the reason I was thinking about this is because I talk to a lot of people all the time. And I notice that most people have guilt. They have You have guilt about whatever it is you've been doing or have done or about sex out of wetlock or smoking pot or, or whatever you're doing, right? And you have that guilt. And the reason you have that guilt because you think those things are the sins because you've been told growing up that sex out of wetlock is a sin or smoking pot is a sin 
or uh, whatever. It's a sin, right? And so you're trying to stop that because you believe that's the sin. But the problem is when you smoke it, you judge yourself because you say, oh, I'm still doing it. I hate myself in this, right? And you keep yourself in there. The real That's not the sin, folks. God, what I realize about God, he doesn't judge you for those things because he knows that if you are separated in a fallen state, that you're going to reach out to some other God. You're going to look for something to make you feel better. You got to, because of all the conflict that you have and the guilt and living in your head and uh, the fear and all looking for love, you're going to reach out to something to make you feel better. So he doesn't want you to do those things, but that's not what he's concerned about. He's concerned about the hatred that you have, the anger that you have. He's concerned about your heart. He wants you to be pure in heart. And when you're pure in heart, all these habits will fall away. That's why he said you must be born again. He renews your mind. He worked with those things because he knows all these little God things that you picked up along the way. Once you have perfect peace, those things are not important anymore. So they start to fall away. And so you got to stop judging yourself for being in a fallen state and using all this stuff to escape. Know that you want to get over it, but it's the heart that needs to change. It's the spirit. He's concerned about your spirit because Satan is controlling you. But when you're born again, he will control you and you will have perfect peace and all this stuff will disappear. And you won't have to make up excuses as to why you're smoking, why you're sexing, why you're lying, why you're pretending, why you're stealing. So stop judging yourself when you give into this stuff. All right. Just know you, I shouldn't be doing this, but don't have a personal opinion about it. You've been lied to when you've been, when they told you that all these things are sin. Alright? They lied to you. Your parents lied. The churches lied. And now you're thinking that this, the wrong things are the sin. It's your soul being separated by hatred. You understand that? And so if you don't judge yourself, try not to do it, but if you happen to give into it, don't judge yourself for the act yourself. Just know it's something you got to overcome. And seek first in the kingdom of God, and it'll be added, and all these things will fall away. They lied to you. The sin is playing God, the anger, the hatred. And that's what got you doing all this other madness. I know so many people, that I used to think the same way that, oh, I may stop smoking, but I may get into sex. All you're doing is dropping one thing for another earthly thing. And earthly things cannot save you. It cannot bring you perfect peace at all. You can have sex until the cows come home. Anybody ever had sex until the cows come home? <laughs> you can smoke pot until the cow black and blue in the face. But if you don't repent and be born again, you're never going to have perfect peace. And once you have that peace, you're going to wake up. And then observation will cause you to lose interest in all those other stuff that you're into. You just watch what's going on. And then eventually those things will fall away and you will live by the light of God, which is observation. And life is amazing. You're going to see paradise on earth. It really is right here with us, but you can't see it in that fallen state. But you got to stop overreacting. There is nothing in life that's that important that you should be angry about or overreact about. Nothing. Not one thing. You understand that? I saw some questions. Yes, sir. Way in the back and, and then there. 
just had an observation that I didn't notice before till uh, meeting you and kind of letting go. I haven't smoked pot for, I think, maybe two months. I was still doing it when I first started coming to church, but uh, the crazy part was that you think, well, I used to smoke because you think, it, like everyone said, it, it, the world seems better, things get better. Right. But because you already have, you have a busted set of eyes before you're high, so you smoke <laughs> for another set of busted eyes. Yeah. But if you let it all go, it's much better without it. Yes. It's just way clearer. It's so much better without drinking and smoking and potting up and stuff. I'm telling you, life is crystal clear and it's beautiful. And you're going to have fun and things will be added to you and it will be amazing. And the reason that the world got you smoking pot and sexing and drinking, they make money off you. I know several people now who own pot plants. And they'll say, oh, it's from the earth, right? But they make a buku money while you're high. And I know people who are making money off you while you're having sex. Because now you're depressed. When you love, when the person don't want you anymore, you need antidepressant medication. And so the doctor is waiting. They making money off you. Or if they need a vote, they say, I'll give you free stuff, free health care, free this. And once you accept that free stuff, you're going to vote for them because they got you. You got to be demoralized in order for them to control you. That's why everybody on pot. All the young folks on pot. Everybody and their mama on pot. Because when you're high, you love the pot dealer. You love the woman that's, what's that woman named? Harris. Camilla Harris. Oh, it just makes you feel good. An adult woman offering pot to you. <laughs> it just makes you feel good. <clears throat> Anyone who offers you pot is not your friend. They should be. Uh, they be. They should be pointing you to life, not to death. And when you smoke pot, you're not conscious. I know some of you say, "Oh, I can draw when I'm high." <laughs> you can draw better when you're not high. We have a clear mind. Because if God gave you the talent to be an artist, he got, your, your, your work going to be perfect. But if you get high to do it, it's not going to be perfect. All right? Don't let them do this to you. You got to wake up. They're using you. They're drugging you out. They're sexing you out. And look at what they have done while you're high off pot. Now, men, men and women call their relationship partners. While two men or two women call their relationship husbands and wives, they switched the role. They didn't like it when two men, a man and a woman would say, oh, you're discriminating. And so they gave you the word partner and gave you a joint. And now you're saying partner while they're saying husbands and wives. They they got you accepting stuff that's not so. Uh, uh, Raymond mentioned that little kids knowing about transgenders and stuff like that. You would never let your kid know about that if you weren't high. I'm telling you, they're using you. You got to see it. When you wake up and have a clear mind, you will see it. So stop judging yourself about this stuff you're into, but seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and you will overcome it. All right? They lied to you. That's not the sin. The sin is playing God. That's why nobody can overcome it, because they're trying to overcome the wrong thing, and they're trying to do it themselves, and of yourself, you could do nothing. Of yourself, you know nothing. God want to change your heart. That's why he said you must be born again. He want to renew you, bring you back to him. And you will have perfect peace and a clear mind and 
and it get better and better and better and better and better every day, all the time. All right. Uh, yes, Frankie. So one thing I noticed about in the old days, I used to, uh, whenever I would, uh, you know, quote, quote, some kind of sin, smoking, sex, and It's things. not a sin to smoke and sex. You don't got to right. stop seeing it. So you're doing it because you're making it your God. So how I would lose my spirit is when I did it. And when I did it, I lost all control. And then he had my, he had control over me. Who? Uh, Satan. Oh. And, and so whatever, Satan could always get me with regret. He would always remind yes. me. He would always uh, tempt me. And uh, to this day, he still reminds me and tempts me. And so that's what happens when you, when you do those things that your parents say that you shouldn't do. Because yeah. it, 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 it'll possess you. And, uh, I'm telling you, folks, it. there's a way out. There's a way to have perfect peace on earth. But you got to get to know yourself. you got to overcome the anger so you can return to the Father. So you got to forgive. And, man, you have a major responsibility to be right and do right and lead the way. You really do. Otherwise, the world is falling apart. Uh, let me take here. I think I saw. Oh, there and, and there. Yes, sir. On the uh, forgiving your parents thing, I, I I get the idea behind that, and I see, I I see what you mean by that. But my question about that is, how do you go about doing that if you're one or both of your parents just aren't receptive to that kind of conversation? Like, we you, we you know, just. Uh, meaning that they won't even listen to you at all. Don't like in my, you know, for my case, like any any time, <clears throat> my parents and I get to having those types of conversations, an immediate wall goes up. Um, well, you don't have to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You can just say, "Hey, I've been resenting you because you whatever happened." I realize now because once you know yourself, you're going to realize they can help themselves because you'll see that you can help yourself, right? Right. And you just say, hey, I realize you couldn't help yourself now. I'm sorry for hating you for it. Right. And if they want to have a conversation, fine. But if they don't, that's fine. Because it's God who will forgive you and he'll make you free within. You don't need them to apologize. You don't need them to compensate. You don't need them to do anything. Just apologize for, for hating them and you'll be fine. So just putting it out there yeah. is it's just that's like what, that? Just tell them. That's all you have to do. Okay. You have to face them, especially the mother, because all men are, and women are afraid of their mothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing they're afraid of their mothers because of that anger, because anger brings on fear. So you don't need to have a conversation. They don't have to accept it or anything. You're just you, saying directly to them, I forgive you. Yeah, for what they did to Re- you. Regardless if they're even receptive of that. that right. Uh, that's, that does the trick. That's right. Okay. I love the way God set it up like that. Because it doesn't require anything for them. They don't have to forgive you. They don't have to listen to it. You forgive, and he will forgive you. Mm-hmm. He said, go and forgive, and I will forgive you. Nowhere where it says to ask anybody for forgiveness. Gotcha. That makes sense? Yeah, it does, definitely. Yeah. Are you afraid to face, face them? That's not, I'm not afraid of it. It's just um, it seems like futile, like it's pointless, because I know they they just don't, you know, there's no feedback if, if when when we get close to those types of conversations. Like I've definitely confronted them about certain things, like 
you know, in my childhood. And, and right. like I said, an immediate wall just goes up and they, they'll, they'll engage and like, they'll kind of give these clinical responses, but right. it's not, you can yeah. tell it's just like, they're telling me what they want immediate, like what I want to hear sort of. Well, you don't need anything from them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You just need to go and forgive and God will forgive you. So don't ask for forgiveness. Don't tiptoe around it. Mm-hmm. Just say, I'm sorry for hating you. I realize you couldn't help yourself. Right. All right? So you don't need conversation. And they don't have to, like, say anything back? <clears throat> no. Okay. You say what now? So they don't have to say anything back? They don't they have just to, know. just sit there and, okay. And take it. Got it. And if they take it, fine. If they admit it. And somebody opens some candy or something? Frankie. Frankie is such a Mexican. <laughs> Frankie, he's just like his mama. <laughs> His mama would come to church and she'd sit there and all of a sudden you hear rattling her. She's paying bills. I'll be up there freaking about it. He still doesn't. He just like his mama. <laughs> but do you understand that? And I want you all to know the reason you're here because God is trying to reach you. He's waking you up. When you saw the video, something about it that allowed you to see that this man is coming from the right place. And it was God who allowed you to see it. And the reason he allowed you to see it because he wanted to bring you back to the Father. He wanted to bring you back to him. All right? So don't give up on yourself. Stay with the prayer. If you happen to get angry, no big deal. Just realize, I got angry. And don't make that a big deal. Don't let Satan tell you, oh, you're losing. All right? Because he's doing all he can to draw you back into believing into the lie. Don't judge yourself about anything. Just take it, and it'll change. You got to completely let go and let it be because there's nothing you can do about it. And if someone don't like you, wish them well. All right, just wish them well. Don't be against them. Don't backbite. Don't don't talk about them. Just wish them well. And I'm telling you, your life will... I had no idea life could be the way it is, and it get better. You wake up, you wake up, you wake up, you see more, you understand more, and life just works. It's unbelievable, too. Your mind cannot understand what I'm saying at all. You can't figure this out. You have to live it. That's why it's a big mistake to study God, to study the Bible, to try to study to prove yourself, to prove yourself worthy, or something they say, to show thyself worthy. That's not what you can never show yourself worthy. You ain't worthy or nothing. I'm not worthy. And thank God I'm okay with that. I'm glad to see I'm not worthy. I'm blessed to be that he brought me back to him. And that's what he's trying to do to all of you. Alright? Uh, yes, sir, way in the back. Did that help? Did that help? Yeah. Okay, so you got to face it, alright? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand. And just kind of like a, a side question to that. Is it safe to say that like everyone's parents are screwed up? and Everybody's parents are <laughs> okay. screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If they were not, we would have a perfect world. Right, right. Yeah. But once you forgive them, and if you have kids, you're married and stuff? No. But once you get married and have kids, then you're going to start a perfect family. Your kids won't have to deal with this. So they won't have to forgive me? No, they won't have to forgive you. (laughs) Okay. Because you're going to have love operating through you, and that love will show you how to deal with them. It's interesting how it will literally show you how, because it's something else. And God does love us. When he said that, I would treat you better than your, your earthly father will. He meant that. It, it's really amazing. All right? Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, everything you said about pot, all, everything you talked about it, could you say that's the same thing about prescription drugs? 
over-the-counter drugs. Yeah. yeah, because if you have perfect peace, you wouldn't need any of that stuff. And if you don't need it, they couldn't sell it to you. They're only selling it to you to make money. Really, that's the only reason they're selling it to you. They know it doesn't work. They know it's not going to sue what's really going on on the inside. It's only for the money. It's a money game. Even things like, uh, you know, cough medicine. Uh, just simple things you can get at the, you know, at the Rite Aid, right down the street. It's the same, yeah. same type of thing. If you got, if you go against some, make sure you see and use it according to what you see, not because of some profession or what they told you. When I was growing up, we used to make our own medication, <laughs> like tepentine. You remember that, Mary? Yeah. If something we got sick, they would give a castor. You ever taken a castor? Once you get through with cash flow, you won't be sick anymore. <laughs> it's nasty and it's oily, and, but it cleans out the body, right? So I tell my grandmother, oh, I have a cold. All right, go in there and taste some cash flow. I'm just playing about the cold. Now, that stuff is nasty, but it works. Or tepentine, or I think that's what they call it. That stuff is nasty and strong, but it works. We never went to a drugstore and bought medication and all that. You've been set up. And I'm sure there are illnesses out there that sometimes you need a doctor, right? You know, so I don't mean you don't ever go to a doctor. But when you go to a doctor, you still need to know for yourself. And God will let you know, is this doctor giving you good advice or not? Because what I notice about the doctors, the first thing they do is write a prescription. They'll just write a prescription. What you write? I don't know. You got low blood pressure or something. <laughs> And then the medication created a real problem, you know, and now you're stuck. Yeah, because I got... I or got... lawyers. You ever gone to a lawyer? You go into the lawyer to figure out, how do you just, how do I sign this contract? All of a sudden, you got a whole list of things you got to do. How much is the bill? $1,000. It's all a setup. It's a game. There are good men and women who are overcome, who are professionals. They'll be honest with you, but most of them won't. It's all ego. You're being used and don't know it. Yeah, I, I got a family member, you know, an aunt, carries a bag just full of medication. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. But they trust the doctor more than they trust God. And, and they give it to their kids, and yeah. then they get addicted to it. Yeah. You know, they always get them a multivitamin right before they go to bed, Some, like a Flintstones chewable type thing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like, they don't need that. No. That's why they need men to guide them. So, uh, I think I saw another hand somewhere. Oh, yeah, right here. This gentleman's been raising his hand for... Who was that? Was it you, Raymond? It was. Did I come to you already? Okay, you, I, you can, I didn't know her. You can wait. Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, what, about, um, what about alcohol or red wine? Didn't Christ and the apostles drink red wine all the time? Jesus drink wine. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little why. <laughs> I would recommend you do it when you wake up. Because if you do it while you're in that fallen state, wine is going to become your God. Trust me. Because in that fallen state, at first wine tastes nasty, but otherwise wine tastes good. So because it's taking the place of something that's missing. Uh, so apparently it's okay sometimes if you can have one glass or whatever. Uh, but if you're in a fallen state, it's going to take the place of God. That, is you it drink okay? wine? No. Is, is it okay to smoke a little bit, of, just a one toke a pot? <laughs> just one toke. 
I w- when you wake I up. I would recommend not because you need a clear mind. Satan is busy and he has all type of tricks and you don't know how he's going to come at you, right? Because he gets involved with everything uh, and everybody. So he'll use people to look like they're on your side and they're really not. Or he'll suggest to you things that are really not right to do, but they seem right. And all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would do what you want and suffer until you're ready to overcome, but I would not recommend it. I know so many people hooked on pot right now. And then pot leads to something else. You don't just drop pot and walk away. You grab hold of something else to make you feel better. And the, the big thing right now in all the podcasts, do you know about microdosing? Everybody's doing it. All the big executives. What is it exactly? They take a little t- a microdose of LSD or psilocybin, which yeah. is a hallucinogen, but in microdosage, and they do it every day. Like an I'm not surprised. Okay. Yeah, they got to keep you down so it goes from one thing to another. Okay. But you have to be in the world. But not of it. Meaning that be here, have peace, deal with life, set that example. All right? Amazing. Um, let me get Raymond and then here and then I got to wind down. Raymond, you have a question? Okay, there, there's the mic. Go ahead. What you say, uh, say about all, uh, all the, uh, all the th- drinking, smoking, and se- sex, and all such that be. Uh, be, uh, being only symptoms of our uh, of our sin, uh, sin, it seems like it. But the thing of it, we can see those symptoms. Like if, and like who is the, we? The average, the every man, the average person. You, you can see them. You can see those symptoms. Yes. But can you see? What you, can you see, or even do you want to see the source of that sin? Because everything else, it seems like we build a culture around either. Um, Either building up to that to those yeah, symptoms, they don't deal with the real deal, or trying to run away from them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I want you to get to know yourself and know for yourself and know that you know that you know, right? Because the preachers and others are not going to tell you the truth, either because they don't know or because they need your money or whatever. Not even have women preachers. What in the world are you doing with a woman preacher? You can't even handle your wife. How are you going to have some preacher woman telling you what to do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then they would give you the Bible, and everybody and their mama quote the Bible. But they don't change. They're still mean. They're still angry. They're still on some form of medication or drug, or they have fear, or they have doubt. But yeah, they got you read the Bible. Go read the Bible. There's nothing wrong with read the Bible for yourself, but do not read the Bible to remember it. All right? Because that intellect will get in the way of uh, the wisdom of God and intellect is of Satan. It really is. It makes you think you have it and you don't. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I just want to share something. I heard that um, I heard this uh, minister say that whether you're willing to give up for God, and uh, and then he was uh, talking about when we eat our food, that we sit in front of the TV. And we watch TV and we eat it, and, right. and we're just uh, <clears throat> swallowing it. In other words, we're not appreciating what right. provided for us. Well, I, I mentioned this before that food and sex is the last two things we have to overcome. 
especially for men, but for women too. I want you to try this when you go to lunch today, just before we turn to go to the bar. <laughs> and get that drink. So when you sit down to eat, think about, just think about God. Just say, oh, before you take that first bite. And watch, as soon as you take that bite, you forget about God. Mm-hmm. The food has seduced you. The and food the TV. And is the last two things we got to overcome. And the television, when you're sitting in front of it. Yeah, but once you start eating, you forget about the TV too. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, the TV is so good. It could be a boring show, but it's good with that food. But I want you to be aware of these things. Watch when you, even when you have sex, you say, oh, I'm not going unconscious. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right? Just be aware. Food and sex are the two things you need to overcome. Because have you noticed that when a woman wants to control you, she'll give you some good old food? <laughs> Come on, eat, baby. How you like it? Oh, this is good. The moment you say it's good, she got you. But if you say, oh, I don't like this, <laughs> you got a mess on your hand. You got to fight now, right? But the moment she gets you angry, she got you. So just be aware, really, just be aware, all right? But you're right, food and sex. Be aware when you eat. Just don't. Some people like to do a Lord's Prayer or something over the food. That kind of embarrassing. Just be aware. Just before you take that bite, just kind of think about God, all right? And watch what happens. And, and, and tell you, you know, like, see how long you think about God while you're eating. That makes sense? Try to see for yourself. I'm telling you, just like the pot puts you unconscious, the food puts you unconscious too. And sex and all. That's why the world is offering it to you because it's from the devil. They're trying to deceive you, rob, steal, kill, and destroy you. Yes, sir. Right here. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, but no problem. Okay. I can I can kind of understand the the sex bit about going unconscious, but for food, just because I grew up in a big food family, um, and it was really central to kind of how we did things. Is it so? What what are you saying with the food? Like, is it possible to enjoy it still? Or if yeah, you're you un- can enjoy it if you're aware, because you won't go unconscious. It doesn't mean you won't enjoy your food. What does it? Like, I'm still kind of confused. What does aware mean? Just, um. You can still live in the moment, in the okay. present. You'll be aware of yourself sitting there eating. You'll be aware of yourself having a conversation. You'll be aware you won't go unconscious of the present. Yeah, because I definitely under, like you. De- I've definitely been in had meals where it's like you kind of go comatose. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go unconscious. Yeah. Next thing you know, the food is gone. Okay. And then you kind of, oh, I, I didn't know I ate that much. <laughs> right, right. So it's not and like and yeah. you're less likely to overeat. Right, right. If you're aware. Okay. It's, it's that unawareness that caused you to overeat. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the women controlling you with good food. Yeah. You really did. That I never thought of that before, but you got that absolutely right. Yeah, like, <laughs> hello, I'll be over in a minute. All right, let me make some food. <laughs> yeah, they control you with the food. That's so true. I never realized that. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's so true. Yeah. 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 Yes, ma'am. You know, I agree with you about uh, doctors writing prescriptions out for a lot of people. But what about people who, like, really, truly have mental illness? I personally don't believe in mental illness. 
I know that Satan messes with your mind all the time. And if they can forgive, let that anger go, the mind will come back. Satan work, this is why God wants you to put every thought into captivity, because Satan will drive you nuts. He will make you believe one thing, then another thing, then he'll put fear in you of what you believe, and then he'll start talking to you more, and then you just become one with the voice in your head. And so, but if you can overcome that anger, you can overcome so-called mental illness. But what about they are spiritually with, possessed with chemical imbalances and things? I don't know what that means. Uh, some people have chemical imbalances. What causes that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, but um, like a chemical imbalance in the brain um, causes. The one thing I know, I don't know about that kind of stuff. But one thing I know for sure. Without a doubt, that anger destroys the whole body. Every cell, every fiber in your body will be turned upside down when you have anger. You get sick, you get old, you, you, you have chemical imbalance. Anger does all that to the body. That's why so many women get cancer of the breast and all that kind of stuff, because they're angry. And that anger is, is, is destroying the body. It's a spirit. But I don't know about the chem. Uh, if you got that anger, I'm sure that's possible. Right. Okay. Yeah, they don't want you to be single-minded. They want you double-minded, so they can control you. L- last thing. Uh, what about like the uh, opiate crisis, where doctors are overprescribing painkillers pain and a lot of people are and, dying? And I think now you covered it. Important that they're ripping you off with that stuff. They're deliberately getting you high, making buku money. Uh, they give you surgery and then they give you the opiates to. Which is heroin, basically, just me- medical. Yeah, while they're sewing you back up, like, yeah. let me get this food some opium. Yeah. <laughs> I need him coming back. All right, here, you take this, and you take it, and you, you, they own you. You're hooked. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, folks, it's a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil. Either you're on the side of evil or you're on the side of good. That's just the way it is. Everything else is a lie and illusion. It really is. So here's my biblical question for this week. And I want, uh, if you don't mind, uh, the young man right behind Victoria and, and in front of the white Victoria. And, um, and uh, with the cap on right here, to answer this real fast for me, if you can. My biblical question. First of all, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. How about you? You believe in Jesus? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> You're in, and you? How, how do you define? How do you define Jesus? Oh well, I, I can't discuss it because it's a biblical question. That's why I need someone that believe. Who believe in Jesus? Okay, this young lady. With your mic, give her your mic. We're gonna we're gonna discuss this week this week on the radio show. So, um, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? I believe Jesus is the Son of God, and that we should follow the way He lived. And has that worked for you? Um, for the most part, like recently, yeah. For the most part, like recently, okay. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? This is so good. I've been hearing this all my life. Believe in Jesus. 
and everybody. I went down to the front of the church and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. What well, does it mean I, I to believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus in the sense that it, that He existed, that it, that it, it happened, and and He was, you know, as a as a man. I think we're like you said, we're all sons of God, but He was the example of the perfection. And I, I believe in God, in God first and foremost, because Jesus was the example of what God. You know, so, what, in short, you believe in Jesus because He was an example. Yeah, I feel oh, like okay. I mean He's the one that was. Able Did to that be help you? Uh, not really. I mean, it, it's helped me. Are you uh, like, why didn't it help me if I believe in Jesus? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, it's like, I, do you believe in Santa Claus? You know, it's like, I believe, not in the sense that I believe that he you was You don't re- believe in Santa he Claus? He was real. <laughs> no, I don't believe in Santa Claus. Who's wrong with you? <laughs> I, believe I believe in, in Saint Santa Nick. Claus. No wonder he didn't come down your chimney. <laughs> Let me just ask my little Christian friend. And uh, over here, one mic over here. Then I'm done. All right. This is isn't this a good question? How many people believe in Jesus? I'm not going to ask you all because I don't have time. Everybody believe in Jesus except one or two. Okay. You believe in Jesus? Yes. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? That he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that none will get to the Father except through him. You believe that? Yes. And did it work for you? Yes. Well, how did it work? Faith. What did that mean? Without faith, you <clears throat> won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to please God without faith. So after you believed Jesus was the truth, light, and the way, did, you, did it change your life? Uh, you mean like immediately? Or what? Did it change your life? Yes. It changed your life? Yes. Okay. You know you're lying, right? <laughs> no. Well, why do you still have fear and all that stuff? Even though you're overcoming it now, but yeah. why did you still have it after you believed it? When did you believe in him? Four years old. Four years old. Why did you need to believe in him at four? No. I'll... Who made you do that? Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This, this is a good question. <clears throat> you hear the answers already? Uh... You believe in Jesus? Jesus said... No, I didn't ask that first. You believe in <laughs> Jesus? Yes. And how do, how, what does that mean to believe I in Jesus? I was going to say, it, it, he said, you believe in the Father, believe also in me. So that's why I believe in him. So you believe it when he said it? Yes. And then did that change your life? It has changed my life, yeah. Before coming here, did it change your life? Oh, hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> she had to think of yes, it that actually, long. Yeah. Are you being honest? Yes, don't, I don't, don't lie. Yes, I <laughs> This is a church. <laughs> but it has, it has. No, I asked about has. Before coming to Bond, did, did you believe in Jesus be, before oh, you totally, came to my, Bond? Yeah, my, my life totally changed about 30 25 years ago. So you believed in Jesus. Tell me what you, how did that work? What you believe? How did it work? You believed what about him? I believe that, um, I believe that he's the son of God. And I believe that when he said he, he brought us back to the father. Okay. 
This is such a good question. How, why don't y'all ask yourself, well, if I believe in God, why don't I have a perfect life? Why not question it? You got all the word, but you don't have the dance. Why don't you question it? I don't understand that. Because if you believe in God and God is better than Satan, don't you think life should be better? Oh, no, you haven't thought about that. Why are y'all looking crazy? Had you thought about that before? Do you believe in, in, in Jesus? Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Oh, okay. Jesus, yeah. So that means no. Right. Not, yeah. Let me ask, do you believe in Jesus? Is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe in what he said. What did he say? That you have to let go, and through him you'll find God. And have you done that? Yes. And did you find God? I did. Good, man. Um, this is such a good question. Isn't it a good question, Victoria? You believe in Jesus? And you heard this all your life, right? You're testing. I'm being so tested today. Oh, you are? <laughs> right on. Man, are you failing? Or? Ever. Wow. That's because you sat on the front row. I know. And I can see you there. Because <laughs> I feel so guilty. You feel guilty? I do. Why? Um, I believe in... I believe in the oh God, I believe in the essence of Jesus. The who? <laughs> she black. <laughs> That's a magazine. <laughs> Isn't that an essence magazine or something? I'm not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> no, she black. It's very very deep. Okay. Um. No, I do. I believe in his teachings from what I understand of some of them but I've told you this before until I have really put some sincere effort into knowing Jesus right. I'm not going to muddy the waters by saying I believe in him okay. I'm not going to do that so right no I don't Okay, you had a question then we're in this is, nobody else raise your hand right. Did you, were you about to raise your hand oh go ahead I think church has taught us not to question. They did. Oh, you don't question saying. God. You question if Jesus was real or not, or God. You don't. You don't. You don't do that. Yeah, and that's so, why you don't question things. Yeah. Well, I don't. I believe there was a Jesus, but as far as everything else, it was told to us. As far you know, you believe in Jesus. I believe there was a Jesus. Part in what he was represents. I don't know that as a fact. Cause I haven't seen him. So do you believe in Jesus? Mm, no. Okay. All right. That's the biblical question for this week. How do you, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? When he show it to you, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your afro off and give you an afro. <laughs> and if you white, it's going to give you an afro. It's so good. But I say all this to say everything you're looking for, folks, is inside of you. It really is, but you got to pay attention. you got to pay attention to you. 
You got to speak up, but don't resent. You got to pay attention to you and he will show you. And for me to be telling you this, I'm telling you, he will show you. Don't look, don't let people teach you and throw you up and tell you it's okay to do wrong things. That's gonna, God wants us to t- keep the Ten Commandments, right? Because when you keep them, you're going to have a life that's amazing. Uh, but um, those other people, they want you to, but God's not going to make you feel guilty for keeping, for not being able to do it right now. He knows that you're in a fallen state. He just wants you to return to the Father. When you return to the Father, he'll, he'll call you to keep the commandments. You can't make yourself keep the commandments. It's all spiritual. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. We can't do anything, so stop trying. Don't fight with the spirit, all right? All right. Am I, I'm out of way. Oh, last biblical question. The light of the world, the salt of the earth. Are you, you that? right. You wait for an answer? Sure. I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> I thought about this this morning, too. I started to write it down to remind myself. But I don't want to become the answer man. I really just don't want to. Because I see what that has done to people. And you can get trained so easy to come here just to hear what the answer is. You know, and I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, right? But if you see it for yourself, then it's yours. You know if it's right or wrong. So, but the body, Satan will make you come here just to, well, what do you just have to say about the light of the world, star of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See inside, and it'll come. All right. I will answer some questions sometimes, but we're supposed to fellowship, edify one another, correcting one another, not to look for the answer. It's not on the outside. I'm supposed to point you back to within because you have Jesus there, you have God there, and the Holy Spirit, and they will take care of everything for you. So try, try to get out of the habit of waiting for somebody to tell you. Because who's telling me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the same source that's telling me should be able to tell you. That makes sense? It does make sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I can't answer that today. Maybe I will at some other time, but don't look for the answer on the outside. It's not out there. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. We went over a little bit today, but the biblical question next week, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? I hear it all the time from the Christian. All you got to do is go down to the front of the church and say that you believe Jesus died and was born again and for you and all that stuff, right? <laughs> it's, it's simpler than that. I'll tell you that much. So don't forget to, uh, we have our men's forum coming up uh, it's 15th of June. No, men's forum is this. I mean, not men's forum, men's convention. Come up here, Jay. Behind behind every good man, black man is a white man. So just make the announcements. Okay, so we have our men's You don't need my mic. All right. This is weird. Why couldn't I use it? We have our men's forum. We're kind of too tall, huh? Men's forum this Thursday. First Thursday of the month, 7 p.m. at How's that? Free of charge. Men's forum. Men's conference is the day before Father's Day. When is that? The day before Father's Day, Saturday, <laughs> June 15th, the day before Father's Day. 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. But this one you have to pay. So go to rebuildingtheman.com, scroll down, click, and you'll go to Eventbrite, 
and information is there, and you can pay. Men only, men's conference and men's forum. No drag queens. Right. <laughs> no, there's some men too. <laughs> All right. And go to rebuildingaman.com, and I have to tell you with joy, the tickets are going fast. It's at a hotel, and it's filling up. And so if you want to be there, I highly recommend. And it's, I think, it, do they still get a discount online, James? No. <laughs> no, I think they get the discount for the, the event, but not for the hotel. Yeah, the, the, yesterday, Friday was the last day to get the discount on the hotel if you rent a room at the hotel. But as far as getting into the uh, event itself, it's a little cheaper online. All right. So they extended that for a little bit. But I recommend you. We got men coming from around the world that are signing up already. So this is we have it at a hotel because we it's, this place is too small for us now. And we're going to have food. And, and apparently we have some really controversial people that are going to be there. Isn't that right, James? Yeah. So we're a little concerned about it, but it'll be fine. And I don't mind controversial because men need to learn how to deal with all things, not to run away from anything. And so that's why I'm letting it happen. You don't want to miss this one. Some haters. <laughs> Apparently. James is kind of like, ooh, are you sure? So it's going to be a good one, all right? So go to rebuildingaman.com and sign up. And for the ladies who can't come because it's for guys only, you can help sponsor people, sponsor a guy or some guys and you can advertise. Everybody can advertise to help. It's a fundraising event as well. All right. Am I right? That's it? Yeah. Okay. And we all have a miss form this Thursday, first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. And don't forget to donate, folks. And White History Month is coming up. <laughs> White History. July is White History Month. <laughs> this is our second year for White History. They're like, why are you having White History in July? I'm like, it just feel good. <laughs> Doesn't July feel like a white month? <laughs> it's vacation time, the 4th of July. And this year the president's going to have a big parade for the uh, military people. Yes. It's just white month. <laughs> so that's why white history is uh, uh, July. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, white history, all right? So thank you all for tuning in, and you guys get your, and later get your donations, uh, Joel coming around. Uh, bye. Thank you.